Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Oh, good coffee. You are so beautiful. I cannot wait to see all that God creates through you. And I'm talking about externally and internally. I'm I'm excited. Good morning. How y'all doing? Talking to one of my sisters on Instagram. I love God. My God, I do. I love how he divinely does a thing. It's also how I know that something for one season may not manifest until the next season. I met her years ago, but God now is starting to work through this divine connection. So I know I know for a fact you're not supposed to rush things, move too quickly or anything. Just allow him to do what he needs to do and he'll manifest that thing. I'm seeing this thing. Hey, y'all. Good morning. My God. This coffee is so good this morning. I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) Never alone. And you'll find yourself drawn to someone and not necessarily understand the draw. So we got to be careful in relationships and not allow the enemy to navigate the relationship, let the Holy Spirit navigate the relationship, because then you'll understand later what that relationship is now. Just because you cross someone's past, come on, Lord, that doesn't mean that relationship is for right now. It may be later, or because you're drawn to someone's anointing, it may not be now, it may be later. And what most of us do is we force relationships instead of allowing them to grow organically or we try to push them into a certain space or we try to have them operate at a certain place and when they are not effective or operating like we think they should work and they end or they end wrongly or the enemy gets in we just kind of cancel people out or we push them into a specific direction and the lord is like if you'll just pause and talk to me about that relationship, I promise you, I'll show you what that's relationship for. I'll tell you to hesitate. Um, I remember uh, one time, no lie, I was uh, there was this guy, he was in hot pursuit of me, and the brother was fine. <laughs> the brother was fine, and I was like, okay, he's a little bit younger. That involved me. I'm talking about the brother was fine. But I was laying in bed one morning. I was being very prayerful in my relationships. And I was laying in bed one morning. Fine. <laughs> I was laying in bed one morning. And I heard the Lord say to me, he is a distraction. Like, I heard God say that. And I was like, I took some deep sighs and some deep breaths. And he had a good conversation. I took some deep sighs and I took some deep breaths. And I just had to kind of pause that thing, right? I had to put that thing on pause. And when I put that thing on pause, <laughs> I, I, I'm calling you. 
I'm gonna call you today. I want to talk to you on your way to work and tell you about it. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I took some deep sighs with the Lord. It was like, he's just a distraction. And so I had to deal with that relationship and deal with that relationship accordingly and deal with that relationship quickly. And I'm glad I did and that I was sensitive to the voice of God because had I not dealt with the relationship uh, according to the voice of God, I'd have put myself in harm's way. Um, I would have put myself in harm's way. And that's what being coming sensitive or being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We were just kind of chatting it up, talking about relationships. I was listening to Never Alone by Tori Kelly. Uh, super excited and enjoying my cup of coffee. My t-shirt this morning says God, family, and every." and above everything else, which is definitely my truth. My coffee cup says, I'm as strong as the coffee I drink, the friends I can count on, and the prayers that I say. I probably have about 100 coffee cups. Uh, as a matter of fact, Josiah has said, don't let nobody else bring in a coffee cup. I'm the one that got to wash dishes. Um, but I love my cups. They're just kind of an expression of who I am and where I am. So good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha, a.k.a. L.M.J. Um, if you met some of my family members, they would have their own special names for me. And it wouldn't sound like that. We're getting ready to get ready for the word quickly today. We're going to pray today. We're still kind of in our grave robber series. Don't think we're not. We're still making a case for Christ. God is still moving. God is still showing us. And we took this trip or this journey and we started talking about the Holy Spirit. And it was so important. I know, Stasi. Last time you gave me coffee cups, Judge was like, you need to tell me Stasi don't bring any coffee cups. <laughs> bring you something else. Buy you a t-shirt or something. So he was real serious about that. Um, somebody's on uh, Facebook like, no more coffee cups. Mm -mm, I have other loves. I like watches. I love Wonder Woman. I collect Wonder Woman. I have to show y'all my Wonder Woman collection. Um, I love Wonder Woman. So that's a big deal for me too. Um, so let's pray and get started. Um, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. If you're just logging in, today's, today's title of today's message is called Like a Child. Like a Child. And we're going to pick through this thing. So I hope you got your paper. Hope you got your pen. I hope you're ready for this. Uh, give you a couple of announcements. Pay attention. For those of you who are my entrepreneurs or those of you who want to start or those of you just need some self-motivation, I am getting ready to release a beast of classes. The Lord finally gave me some clearing to list, release a beast of classes via online that's going to just help you work through your process as an entrepreneur, work through your process as business. These classes will cost. They're not going to cost you a lot, $10, $20. They're going to come with the resources that you need. So we're getting ready to release those and put those out there. And you can go through a training course. Um, we'll send you materials from the course. It'll be an online course via Zoom. You'll be in there with other people. You'll get to hear other ideas. It's going to be so, 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 so dope. So make sure you're subscribed to the website. Make sure you're paying attention. And there are other motivational courses in there. These are just, just, just guys showed me some things. So I'm excited. So pay attention. But if you're not subscribed to the website, you may miss that. LakeishaMJohnson.com. Thank you for all of y'all who have subscribed to the YouTube channel. It means absolutely 
everything. And I'm, I'm watching the numbers climb and it's not about numbers as amount of people. It's just to be able to use YouTube as a resource as well. You have to have so many people so you can go live. And I want to be able to go live via YouTube as well. I'm live Facebook, live Instagram. I would love to be live via YouTube as well. Well, Let's pray this morning. I've already been praying for some of you, praying for the devotional, uh, standing in the gap, thanking God for for all the miracles that we're going to experience and we're going to see. And praying today that you have a good attitude. It's nothing like a bunch of bad attitude Christians. <laughs> people who are Christians or people who are saved with a bad attitude. I'm praying today that you have a good attitude put off. Uh, if you're not my personal Facebook friend, my page is open. I post a sweet little story about my Judah and he prayed yesterday in such gratitude and it just blessed my soul yesterday. I'm like, Lord, this is what we are supposed to do. This is how we are supposed to pray. So welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl LMJ in the place. Let's pray and get started today. I hope a fresh anointing falls on you this morning. I want to uh, pray and read Ephesians. I want to pray the names of God this morning. And then we're going to get started in the word today. Um, this is Ephesians 1. This is 15. And I'm going to read through the th 23rd verse. And I've told you, if you're struggling with anything and you don't know how to pray for certain things, pray the word. Establish it in the word. It don't have to sound all doctrinally correct and all this other stuff. God is looking for prayers to come from your heart. So Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for your people. I'm excited to teach your word this morning. I'm excited to experience you, to encounter you, to learn more about you, Father God. I'm just grateful and thankful for all you are and all you called us to be. And I thank you for every individual that is on this devotional today. Day, Lord God, thank you for sending them this way. Thank you, Father God, that favor is going before me and them as well today. Thank you, Father God, that you are showing you your glory to us today. We are manifesting your glory. We thank you, Father God, that we are not anxious for absolutely anything, but we are doing everything in prayer and supplication. Father God, making our request known before you, knowing that you are the God that will answer it all. We thank you for protecting us today. For you say he who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We thank you, Lord God, that we are abiding in your shadow. And with that shadow comes protection and love and provision and all oh, my God we ever need. I thank you, Father God, for the power of the Holy Ghost. My God, for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father God, for the wisdom that comes on high. And I thank you for revelation knowledge. I thank you, Father God, that you are asking, Father God, that you're giving us spiritual wisdom and insight so that we may grow in the knowledge of God. I pray, Father God, that our hearts be flooded with light so that we can understand the confident hope that you've given to those who have called his holy people who are rich and glorious and inheritance. And I also pray, Father God, that we will understand the incredible greatness of your power, my God, for those who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. I thank you, Lord God, that you are far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Thank you, Lord God. You have put all things under your authority in Christ and made Christ the head of the church and Christ the head of our lives in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for righteousness. We thank you, Father God, that your word 
Father God goes before us daily. We thank you that your angels go before us daily. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to rightly divide the word. We thank you, Lord God. You are El Shaddai. You are God Almighty. My God, you are loving, loving supply and comfort. You are powerful. You are the one standing on the mountain. And we thank you even for correction and chastening us. We thank you. You are El Elyon, the most high God. Father God, we thank you. You are above everything. We thank you. You are El Elo. Elohim, the God everlasting God, you are unchangeable and you are inexhaustible. We thank you, Yahweh, that you are self-existent. You give us revelation and you gave us redemption. We thank you, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides for us. God has provision for his people. We thank you, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord who is my banner, my God. You are our rallying point and you give us victory over the enemy. My God, Lord, we thank you, Jehovah Shalom. Father God, you are the Lord, our peace, Father God. We thank you. We take peace and rest in you. We thank you. You are Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, Father God. We thank you. You are Jehovah Gabor, the God that goes to war for us. You are Jehovah Kadesh, the Lord, your sanctifier. Father God, we thank you for sanctifying us and setting apart for your glory and your purpose. We thank you, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd. We thank you for teaching us and leading us and guiding us, Father God. We thank you for anointing our head with oil and that our cup overflows and that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We thank you, Lord. You are the one that gives us our righteousness. You are Jehovah Siddiquinu. You are Jehovah Shammah, the Lord, my God was present. You are the millennial kingdom. We thank you, Father God, for being Jehovah Elohim of Lakeisha. And you can say your name, Jehovah Elohim of and I thank you, Adonai. I thank you, Master. I thank you, Owner. I thank you for all you are, my God. Praying the names of God just does something so significant for me. Praying the names of God. Thank you, Jehovah Rapha, my healer. Praying, praying the names of God just does something really, really big for me. Understanding who he is. Understanding who he is through his character. Understanding who he is and what he was created how he created us, that he set us aside for purpose. All this is so, like, this is beyond, this is beyond precious. This is beyond anything that I could imagine. And since I've been praying the names of God, and that came from instruction, um, that came from instruction from our pastor at church. And she just said, start praying the name of God, get more familiar with who he is. And since I've been doing that, it's just giving me more revelation and insight of what a good, good father he is, that he is all we ever need, that we don't have to be uh, leaning or depending or trusting on anyone else. He was never meant to be substituted. When you start praying his name, you realize he was absolutely all you ever needed. So do me a favor. Go share the devotional. Go put it in someone's hand. If you're on Instagram, click your little letter. Click, click your little arrow and put it in someone's DM and tell them, hey, I need you to get on here and watch Coffee and Conversations with me. It has just been a blessing for me to be able to pray the names of God. So I told you today's message is like a little child. We have been studying the Holy Spirit, and we started this journey into understanding life by the Spirit because every miracle we've talked about so far that was spiritual that was spiritual a spiritual significant encounter 
happened there. And that's what God began to show me. He said, track back and look back at all I was having you guys read in the Grave Robber series. Go back to all I was having you see. And I was showing you the miracles. And the only way those miracles occurred were through the spirit. They weren't through the flesh. I was leading, the Holy Spirit was leading those people to an encounter with Christ. And they would encounter Christ and their life would change forever more. But I've also told you something. I told you something significant the other day. Your flesh is an enmity against God. And we're going to read that in Romans. Your flesh isn't interested in the Holy Spirit. Your flesh just your carnal side isn't interested in the Holy Spirit. It's not interested in you getting revelation. Uh, it doesn't want you to have revelation. It doesn't want you to move closer to God. It's not interested in you being in tied into kingdom people. It loves to cause hurt. It loves to cause offense. Uh, it loves to justify excuses and reasons for why we do stuff and why we won't do the things. The the Your flesh will have you, when God has told you to do something, doing just the opposite or justifying why you don't have have to do it or think it's well, f- this is this is what we do our flesh is that point that says well i don't feel it in my spirit well feeling it ain't always hearing the still small voice is different than feeling it you may not feel something we want goosebump feelings when it comes to things and we may not feel it at all you may not feel it at all. So it's not about you feeling it. It's about the wisdom that comes. It's about whether or not it's backed up in the word and the word can do it. So it's not about you feeling it. It's about you hearing God, learning to hear God, learning to be led by the Holy Spirit. So I want to read this to you. God brought this scripture today and I was like, I get it. I I get it. I get it. We've spent so much time Want to be grown? You know how people say, I can't wait to grow up. I can't wait to be on my own. My God, that that has translated also for us spiritually. Come on, Holy Spirit, that that's translated for us also spiritually. So when we get a little bit of word, a little revelation of the word, we take off, get outside of the things of God because we're still trying to manage those things on our own. And God isn't trying to get us to be independent of him. He's trying to get us to be dependent of him. So the greatest in the kingdom were Matthew chapter 18. My God, my stomach is so stirred up. It says about about that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the little child among them. And then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn away from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, my God, it would be better. That's why we're accountable in our parenting. We're accountable in our teaching. We're accountable for the lives that we're accountable to. So he said, But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Jesus was something else. Jesus was something else, but he's telling you how serious this is. He said, what a sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. My God, that's why 
when I got older and I realized there were things that I had done that were not for the benefit of my children, I had to repent and apologize to them. And I had to repent to the Lord for ways that I led my children into the world or ways that I secularly tied my children into things in my infantry and in my not understanding of how we're supposed to raise them. It says, if you lead them to sin, if you, my God, this is a lesson within itself. If you open the door to sin and sometimes as parents, because this world is presenting things, we'll compromise. Um, we let our daughters dress and look as, I mean, it's just so much to it. We dress and look a certain way. We're not seeking the wisdom of the Holy Spirit of, of how and what we should do things. And so it says, what sorrow wastes the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are in, inevitable, but what sorrow wastes the person who does the tempting. So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life with one hand or one foot. Do away with the things that are causing you to sin than to be thrown into eternal fire with both of your hands and feet. And if your eyes cause you to sin, gouge it out. It's better to to enter internal life with one eye than it to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven, their angels are always in the presence of their father. And so when we talk about childlike or having childlike behavior, this is Matthew 18. I just read the first through the 10th verse. Childlike behavior resembling suggesting is by marked by innocence. It's marked by trust. And it's an ingenuous childlike delight. We delight in the Lord. We take delight in the Lord. <laughs> we love to learn more about the word. We love to be in the presence of God. We don't allow God to become like a chore. We don't allow studying the word of God to become a chore. We take delight in the Lord. So that's what childlike behavior means when we're studying this. And so here's the problem that I know I fell into. I'm not going to speak on your behalf. I'm going to tell, I'm going to speak on my way. I was approaching the things of God like a grown woman instead of approaching the things of God like a child. See, a child trusts. And that's why I know when the enemy can put a distrust in you, when you don't trust your parents, it makes you more difficult to trust God later. That's why sometimes people who have never been called to Christ have much more trusting behavior. And so God is looking for us to have childlike behavior so that we can walk in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. My, I tell people all the time, I'm a better parent now than I was later. And because of my parenting now, sure, because of my parenting now, it's just changed uh, exactly where I am and how I act and what I do and how I lead my kids. And I'm not earlier with my other kids, I was like, you got to do this and we got to go to church and you got to do this. And I wasn't teaching them, come on, Holy Spirit, how to have a relationship with them through God, just through example. I was so busy trying to force it into them or develop it at a different phase that I had to back out. Now in my second half of my life or being a second type parent, um, it's different. And these two that are in the house now, they are led differently and they hunger and they desire Christ and they see Christ different. And the relationship that they have with Christ is different and they have their own prayers and they have their own requests and they're growing. 
And so that's the that's the thing in that it's a trust thing that's built up with God. A child is going to trust God. A child a child is going to trust God. And so our older selves have really been taught not to trust God. Um, our older selves have been so busy trying to be in our grown selves that we don't approach God. Um, I'm on my own. It's almost, that's good, Holy Spirit. It's almost like the mentality when you're in the house and your parent has rules and you're like, I can't wait to get on my own and do my own thing. That's the same way we become with God. I can't wait to get on my own and do my own thing. So we rush to do things. Uh, we're going to rush and go get us apartment. And God is trying to provide for us. We rush into doing things. Well, a sign when we rush into do things is because we're not operating in childlike faith and we're not operating in childlike behavior. We're not willing to wait on our parent who is daddy God to do what he needs to do with himself. I can pretty much imagine that in chapter 18, the disciples were arguing over who was the greatest, like they did in Luke. They're like, I promise you, who they were already probably arguing. See, everybody thought the G, that the disciples was all good and listened to everything that Jesus said. No, they were probably arguing, thank you for the revelation, word, over who was the greatest. And so he dealt with them. He said, I'm going to deal with them. I'm going to help them because they've advanced themselves. They've advanced themselves. They're pious. They're haughty. They're thinking of themselves. So I'm going to help them. As a matter of fact, when Peter was asking about uh, how many times we should, we should, we, we should forgive, it's because he and John was into it. So you got to do your history where you got to know. So he spoke of them. And when he talked to them and started talking to them about uh, who was most established, he was saying to them, look, you need to have the humility my God, you need to have the humility. So one of the most significant things is the fact that the child came when Jesus called. Come on now. The fact that the child came when Jesus called. How many times has come on, Holy Spirit? We gonna, I told y'all, we're going to chew through this thing slowly. We're not going to rush through this thing. He said, it said he called. Come on, come on, witness, bear witness. It says Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. So the fact that when he called, my God, and the child just came, the child wasn't resistant. The child didn't ask, come on, Lord. The child didn't ask a whole lot of questions. He just did what Jesus requested of them. So what happens when Jesus calls you? And I ain't talking about just into ministry and into your purpose, the fact that he just calls you, period. Well, if you're not quiet enough, if you're not child, can I tell y'all something? The art of rest and the art of getting quiet is going to work for you. Sometimes when I'm coaching people and people will pay me to coach them through a process and I'm telling them some basic steps they need to establish because they've got the vision and burning in them. They're trying to get ahead. And I'm like, I need you to focus on this right here. And then if you've trusted me with this, God is going to give me the strategy of what next. But I can't give you another strategy until you master this. And right now, I need you to master your house and I need you to master becoming sensitive to the voice of God. Well, you're not going to be sensitive to the voice of God if you're constantly talking, if you're constantly moving, if you're constantly in your own zone, you're going to miss Jesus calling. So the fact that Jesus called, come on now, and the child came and the child came with no resistance, with no questioning, sets a tone for how our behavior should be towards God and towards the things of the Holy Spirit. 
Also, it tells us if Peter and anybody else was trying to figure out if they were the greatest, they weren't humble enough. If they were trying to figure out they were the greatest, they weren't humble enough. They weren't humble enough yet. If they were trying to figure out how they were going to blow up, if they were trying to figure out how important they were going to be, they weren't humble enough. Those who serve, who want to serve, who desire to be even impactful in their ministry, in their purpose, and what God, they're never concerned, my God, about their famous. They're trying to make Jesus famous. They're trying to make God blow up. And so I want you to digest and chew on this. We're going to chew on this for a little bit. I think we need to spend a little bit of time here as we flash back and forth. I'm going to read a little bit of Romans to you this morning and having this childlike faith, having the eyes of the child, having the belief, having the trust of a child, right? Having the trust of a child, having the maturity, because he's saying something significant in here. This isn't about you getting up, getting grown and get out. <laughs> We're not, that's what the enemy will tell you. Get up, get grown, and get out. It's not about you getting up, getting grown, and getting out. It's about you having childlike faith, childlike belief, being able to receive God so that you can be sensitive to his voice. My children in here, because we spend so much time together, they know me. They know me besides God. They know me more intimately than anyone else know me because of the intimacy and the time that they spend with me. And because I don't, I'm their mother. I teach them honor and respect, but I don't lord over them and I don't set myself above them, right? We're walking in faith together. And I learned, God taught me that. And so they've seen me through a lot of processes. They've seen me cry. They've seen me in faith through stuff. So they know me intimately because they have spent that type of time with me. They're with me almost 24 seven. And so they can tell you more about me than anything. We're able to know more about God when we spend that level of intimacy, when we spend that level of intimacy with God, that's the only way. Well, in order for you to become that intimate with God, before you to become that intimate with God, you have to be quiet. You don't have to be alone. Can I tell you something? And I know it because I watch people. I watch patterns. Most of us are so afraid to be isolated and be by ourselves. We're missing the opportunities. I spent almost a year in isolation. Almost a year. Almost a year to myself. Almost a year of in his word. Almost little access. Uh, very little only what was necessary, social media. Most of us are afraid of that because we don't want to hear really what God has to tell us. I was in isolation for like almost a year, like almost a year. So the intimacy comes, the intimacy comes in the relationship. You're going to understand more of his character, but you can't, but it can't be you come to him with haughtiness and you come to him talking to him and you come to him like you know everything about him. That's not it. That's not it. It's not for you to come to him like you know everything. It's not for you to even come to others that you know, like you know everything about about him to them. That is not what we're supposed to do. People are supposed to be eating off our tree. We're supposed to be the fruit. You ain't got to say nothing and you can impact and change your room. 
You ain't got to say a whole lot. So it's the childlike behavior. It's not I'm grown and on my own. It's like a child that's going to manifest. Let me read this first part of Romans because I hear the Holy Spirit saying that. And then we got to get out of here for today. We're just going to build this thing. You just can't miss. You just can't not tune in. We're just going to build this thing slowly. I love God. So we're going to, we're getting ready to start talking about life in the spirit. Chapter eight, and this is Romans first verse. It says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin. I'm getting ready to pause right there. So now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Well, if you've been brought up, you've been raised in condemnation, you don't have a childlike view of this, right? You don't have a childlike view of this. I'm going to tell you a story. Then you won't be able to receive there's no condemnation in Christ. And you won't be talking we're not just supposed to talk to others in psalms and hymns and in niceness and in kindness. We're supposed to be talking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and niceness and in kindness. So we're supposed to be loving ourselves in the same way. That's why the scripture says, love others as you love yourself. You can't show a greater love to others and not show the greatest love to yourself. That, that scripture has more meaning for just yourself too. So if we don't understand that there's no condemnation in Christ because we don't trust that to what God says, we won't be able to live life by the spirit and the Holy Spirit can't work all, all the junk. The Holy Spirit is sent to work all the junk up out of you. The Holy Spirit is sent to model you in the image of Christ. The Holy Spirit is sent to be comforter, to be helper, to be true, to be advocator. That's why the Holy Spirit is sent. Well, you won't understand. You'll be still condemning yourself, condemning others. Um, because you don't understand the guidance or why he was sent to you and you won't operate in that level of sin. I want to give you uh, a couple of scriptures on the Holy Spirit for you to minister to. I mean, to meditate on. I love God. It says the guidance of the Holy Spirit is Romans 8, 14. For all who are led by the uh, by God's spirit are God's children. Come on now. For all who are led by God's spirit are God's children. I just told you you have to come to him like what? Like a little child. First Corinthians 3, 16, 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If someone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is holy, which is what you are. My God, one more. First Corinthians 6, 19. What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which we have, ye have of God and you are not your own, but you're going to have to conceive this in childlike faith because the world has already told you my god the world has already told you something else the world has lied to you the world has fashioned you the world has had you look at yourself in a different perspective you've not understood who god is in you because it's hard for you to I'm oh, learning to be so patient with people. I don't have to force anything upon you. I'm learning the patience to be patient with people. I just got to present it to you and kind of coach and love you through it. Love is what's going to win people. Well, guess what? That's it for today. Man, that's something. Man, that's a lot to chew on. That's a whole, whole lot, a lot, a lot, a whole lot to chew on. So I want you to ask God, Holy Spirit, my God, can you help me have childlike faith? <laughs> can you destroy the walls and the things in my heart and the things in my spirit? Can you show me the areas in my life that do not align with your word? Because here's the thing, when you grown, 
can't nobody tell you nothing. When you grown, can't nobody tell you absolutely nothing. Can't nobody tell you. The word can't tell you nothing. The Holy Spirit can't tell you nothing. You're definitely not going to receive what you need to receive from other people because you grown and you got it all. And especially if you came into the wisdom of God and didn't have right teaching and didn't have right discipleship, you're I'm grown. Right. And so if you ever come before God like you've grown and you know more than him, you're you're going to have a difficult time receiving what you re need to receive from God because you've grown <laughs> because you like because you're grown because you're manifesting yourself in your grown self. So I got to tell you something Judah J said to me one day and I couldn't understand what he said. knew, but it was a wisdom. We were sitting in the kitchen. And I made a statement one day and I said, boy, men are something else. But I didn't say it like in a bad way, but that was the statement I made. And he looked at me and I said, uh, I looked at him and I said, he said, Ma, he said, when you make a statement and say men are something else, you're talking about me too. And I looked back at him and I said, you ain't, you're not a man. And he looked back at me. He said, mother, I am a man. He said, I just haven't grown into all my manhood yet. And my eyes got big and I had to slow down because somebody else would have probably thought he was being smart, but I had to slow down and hear the Holy Spirit. He is already man. He was born a man. <laughs> he was born. He was born a man. <laughs> he was already born a man. He wasn't born a girl. He wasn't born anything else. He was already born with all the faith inside of him. He was already born at that capacity. And so he told me, he said, I'm, I just haven't grown up yet. I'm already a man. I was already born and designed to be a man. I just haven't grown up yet. So when you say uh, men are something else, you're speaking on me. And I just, my eyes got wide. And God brought, brought me revelation. We're already exactly what we're supposed to be growing up. Things have interfered with our process. Things have come to jeopardize our faith. Things have come to impact our relationship with others so that we don't trust God. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they have, have impacted us. Because And most of us don't have the vision inside of us. And because God has taught me to be a different damn parent. Now, back in the day, I've been like, oh, he's being disrespectful. But because the holy wisdom of the Holy Spirit lives in me for parenting, I was able to slow down and say, my God, he is a man. He is a man. He was already born a man. Can you see that? You were already born a woman. You were already born with everything in you. You were already born for your purpose. Right. You were already born for your purpose. You were already born with everything that you were supposed to be. The, the enemy just comes to destroy your truth so that you won't trust God like you're supposed to. He wants you to act all grown and independent of God. Was that not good? So I had to receive Judah, Judah differently. I had to deal with Judah differently. Let's do our confession and get out of here. It says, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. So the reason we've been confessing this, if you don't have this confession, subscribe to the devotional, right? It says, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted, laws, policies, and rules changed, and battles won, which I don't have to fight. 
Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is on my life. In Jesus' name, every morning when I rise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. The doors are not open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus' name. that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the apple of his eye. I'm blessed and highly favored. Let me confess favor over you guys. Let's do it in corporate. Let's do it in the two or more agreement and God is in the midst. And let's believe God that when we confess today that he's going to answer that that's that he's going to answer us that I'm going to see. See, we've been confessing this already that God, we see ourselves the way that God sees us. So I want to confess favor over you today. And you can insert your name or you can say it after me. But Lakeisha found favor. Lord God, I declare favor over your people today. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Lakeisha and every individual on here is going to find favor. Father God, give them favor today. Let your favor be with them. Give them favor with you and give them favor with all mankind, Father God. God called favor to Daniel. We have that same favor. Favor produces recognition even when we seem the least likely to receive it. So I thank you, Father God. Favor is causing them to be recognized. Come on, Holy Spirit. Favor produces prominence and preferential treatment. I thank you, Lord God, that they are getting, receiving prominence and preferential treatment today. Father God, favor produces supernatural and increase and promotion. I thank you, Father God, that you are increasing and promoting them today. Favor produces restoration on their behalf of everything that the enemy stole. I thank you, Father God, that favor is restoring them today. Favor produces honor in the midst of their adversaries. I thank Thank you, Lord God, that you are showing them honor in the midst of those who speak against them. Favor produces increased assets, especially in real estate. I thank you, Lord God, land and houses that they didn't build are coming to them today and assets and resources and are coming to them today. Favor causes policies, rules, regulations, and laws to be changed and reversed to our advantage. Favor produces battles won, which you won't even have to fight because the Lord thy God will fight them for you. I thank you, Father God, that your word is performing, that your word is powerful, that you will honor your word, my God, my God. After all pass away, your word will still stand. I thank you, Father God, that favor is going before them right now. Favor is going before them right now, my God. Favor, favor, and supernatural increase. I thank you that the favor of the Lord is upon your life. Let you find favor in everyone you come in contact with. My God, let you have found favor. Lord, we bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you for this word. And we thank you for your favor today. Favor changes things. Favor changes the rules. Favor opens up doors that no man can shut. Your glory is on our life and your favor is going before for us. We thank you for it. We bless your name. We praise you. We thank you. Some of y'all need land and houses and buildings 
for your vision. And I'm just standing in a gap with you today that you're receiving land and houses and building for your vision, stuff that don't make sense. God can't call you to something and not put that in place. He's not that kind of God. So I thank you the resources are going before you. I thank you that wherever your feet go, you shall be blessed, that he's giving you possession of the land. I thank you those resources are coming to you today, right now, in the name of Jesus. Houses, land, and resources. God does not want you to be homeless. He does not want you to be without the resources you need. And we stand in corporate agreement and faith. He said, where two or more gather in your name, you said, ask and expect to receive. So I'm expecting titles and deeds today. I'm expecting an an un usual thing or a usual it shouldn't be unusual a usual thing to happen so lord god we thank you father god for all that we need to receive i love y'all i'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m invite someone in tell somebody hey come watch coffee and conversations go get connected to the website lakeishamjohnson.com i love y'all so much i love you so much go be love today and remember you are never alone you are never by if you've not listened to that song by tori kelly when i shut down go listen to never alone by tori thank you for tuning into our podcast if you would like more information about lmj ministries log on to lakeisha today